Good morning. And welcome uh, as we begin our summer service season, which means we will begin with Blessed Be God, Father, Son, and in lieu of the Gloria, we will sing our first hymn. We have three hymns today, everything else is spoken to keep the service as close to under an hour as possible. And I know Mr. Sardelli will be timing my sermon to make sure that I am less than 40 minutes, so we'll do our best. Um, with that, also this morning, welcome to all of our visitors today. Um, I thought Savannah, Georgia was going to win coming to St. Peter's from the furthest, but someone came in from Florida, so I think they've got you beaten distance. But um, if anyone has come from any further location than that, please let me know. It's a wonderful one thing I love about being here is people come, from, come in from all over the country and worship with us during the summer. It's such a joy to have all of you here. Also, for the next this Sunday, the next two Sundays, Margaret Clark will be our guest organist. Tony is in Italy at this time, and one thing I find so wonderful about the organ as the king of instruments, every time you have a different person behind the keyboard, you get a totally different sounding instrument. And so we're in for a wonderful treat the next three weeks as Tony takes some time of rest and relaxation touring Italy. Before we begin our service, Jane Perini would like to make an announcement ahead of time so she can go home after being at the 8 o'clock. <laughs> Thank you, Jane. And to add to Jane's announcements this morning, um, the forward day-by-day -day booklets in large print and regular print are in the back of the church beginning August. It'll be for August, September, and October. Um, so please help yourself and pick one up. Or you can use Forward Day by Day by just going to its site online and you can pick up the daily meditation um, on their site that way. So I invite everyone at this time to please stand as we begin our worship. And we begin on page 355 of the Red Prayer Book or on the front page of our service booklet. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. And let us join in singing hymn 525 found in the blue hymnals in the book rack in front of you. Hymn 525.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have built your church upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Grant us so to be joined together in unity of spirit by their teaching, that we may be made a holy temple acceptable to you through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from Jeremiah. The prophet Jeremiah spoke to the prophet Hananiah in the presence of the priests and all the people who were standing in the house of the Lord. And the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. May the Lord do so. May the Lord fulfill the words that you have prophesied. And bring back to this place from Babylon the vessels of the house of the Lord and all the exiles. But listen now to this word that I speak in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. The prophets who preceded you and me from ancient times prophesied war, famine, and pestilence against many countries and great kingdoms. As for the prophet who prophesies peace, when the word of that prophet comes true, then it will be known that the Lord has truly sent the prophet. The word of the Lord. Thanks Amen. be to God. Please join me in reading Psalm 89. Your love, O Lord, forever will I sing. From age to age my mouth will proclaim your faithfulness. For I am persuaded that your love is established forever. You have set your faithfulness firmly in the heavens. I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn an oath to David, my servant. I will establish your line forever and preserve your throne for all generations. Happy are the people who know the festal shout. They walk, O Lord, in the light of your presence. They rejoice daily in your name. They are jubilant in your righteousness. For you are the glory of their strength, and by your favor our might is exalted. Truly the Lord is our ruler. The Holy One of Israel is our King. The second reading is from the letter to the Romans. Do not let sin exercise dominion in your mortal bodies to make you obey their passions. No longer present your members to sin as instruments of wickedness but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and present your members to God as instruments of righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Should we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you, having once been slaves of sin, 
have become obedient from the heart to the form of teaching to which you were entrusted, and that you, having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to greater and greater iniquity, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness for sanctification. When you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. So what advantage did you then get from the things of which you now are ashamed? The end of those things is death. But now that you have been freed from sin and enslaved to God, the advantage you get is sanctification. The end is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us join in singing hymn 601. Please stand as you're able. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, whoever welcomes you, welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me, welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, 
none of these will lose their reward. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. In this morning's Gospel, Jesus speaks of the requirement of hospitality. To put this short passage into context, think back two weeks ago when Jesus sent out his disciples to proclaim that the kingdom is near. He sent them out simply with the clothes on their backs and, if necessary, a walking stick. For they were to put themselves totally into the hands and dependency on God and on the generosity of those in the villages and towns. Now, for us with modern ears, it may sound as if Jesus was asking for the disciples to do a lot. But hospitality was part and parcel of Jesus' day and ancient tradition throughout Palestine and the wilderness. It was expected that if a sojourner or stranger came into your midst, you would take them in and provide food and lodging for them. Remember, during this time, Motel 6 did not have the opportunity to leave the light on for you. Holiday Inn and Hampton Courts did not exist. And so as a matter of taking care of and preserving those who were traveling, those who lived in the villages and towns and perhaps out on the outskirts had the ancient obligation to take care of the sojourner. 10% of one's field was to be left aside unharvested to allow for the stranger, the poor, and the sojourner to have food to eat. When Jesus talks of taking in the stranger even in the name of Christ, those to whom he is speaking are familiar with that story of Abraham that we heard just a few weeks back in which Abraham receives three, three strangers into his tent. He feeds them and spends time with them, only to realize later on that he had been entertaining angels unaware. In the beginning of last month, it was Drake who showed us Rubilev's icon, the icon of the three angels. It is that story from Genesis that Rubilev is representing and took his inspiration from. So in today's gospel, we are reminded that hospitality is part of who we are as a people of faith. We are called to welcome people into our midst. And in so doing, when they come in the name of Jesus, we are entertaining Jesus himself. So whoever receives one of his own in his name receives Christ and therefore receives the Father as well. 
Now for us in modern times when there are motel sixes and Hampton inns and all sorts of motels and hotels dotted in every community, where most of us now do our entertaining not in our homes but in restaurants and coffee shops, what does radical hospitality, as it is known, look like today? What does it look like for us as a church that constantly talks about wanting to grow? What does it look like for a congregation who claims that it is a welcoming congregation? And yes, we here at St. Peter's are a welcoming congregation. But are we one of great and radical hospitality? Do we, each and every one of us, make it our responsibility to greet the visitor who comes through our door each Sunday, to welcome them with open arms, to listen to their stories and get to know them, as they get to know us, as they move from visitor and stranger to friend and member. Is that who and what we are about each and every Sunday? And most importantly, beyond offering food on Sunday morning, welcoming in the back of the church and inviting all to our rail, do we do what is, to me, the most essential part of hospitality? And that is listening to somebody's story, often called just getting to know them. For no matter who we are, how similar our backgrounds may be, how much we may look alike, no two people share the same story or the experiences. Several years ago, ABC News had a reporter that would take a dart and throw it at a bulletin board with a map on it. And he would go to whatever town or city that dart landed on. And there he would randomly select one individual that he met on the streets. The concept being is that everybody has a story to tell. Everybody has a story to tell. And part of our acts of hospitality is opening up ourselves so we can hear that individual's story without judgment. I became very aware of this here in Narragansett about two years ago during one of our interfaith services with Congregation Beth David. We had chosen for our topic in between services that of forgiveness. And when in the midst of that conversation, one of the members of Congregation Beth David asked the question, can God forgive Hitler? As she began to talk about the Holocaust. Now I know we're all familiar with the event of the Holocaust, I am familiar with it, having been raised in a community that made that story and piece of history part of our education. I have seen the movies and I have read of the experiences. But what I realized in that conversation is my experience in knowledge of the Holocaust 
is far different than this woman's experience and understanding of the Holocaust. Yes, it was an atrocity, but I understood it as an intellectual understanding of a historic event. When this woman spoke of the Holocaust, it was not of an intellectual understanding. It was a heartfelt reality of a murder of families and friends from the past. And that burden she carried with her throughout her life. What was an intellectual study for me was a heartfelt reality of her family's past and reality. Two people in the same community, assumed to be familiar and have familiar backgrounds, and yet have very separate stories, very different stories. And as I think about radical hospitality from Jesus' perspective and listening to people's stories as we enter into this 4th of July holiday, I am saddened by the reality of what's happening around us. In a country that talks about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. In a country that says, bring your poor to us. In a country that has been about justice and equality. Just yesterday, several laws throughout this country have gone into effect that have begun to silence the voices in this country of the marginalized, so that their stories, their experiences aren't heard. There are school boards now that are banning books that are discussions and in regards to LGBTQ people. There are school boards that are banning curricula that talk about both the prominent narrative of this country and the narrative of the African-American experience. If we are truly to be a country of equality, if we are truly to be that country that is the city on the hill, then we need to be able to hear the stories and the voices of all people and allow them to become part of the fabric of the story and the narrative that is our country today. To grieve the mistakes of the past so that we can move forward. To offer radical hospitality by listening and hearing the stories whose experiences of our country and our community may be different than our own. Jesus says that when you welcome one in his name, you welcome him. And when we welcome and offer hospitality of food and water and lodging, we also open our hearts to hear and get to know the story of that whom we have been presented with to offer such hospitality. And when we are willing to do that, just like the disciples who have been sent out by Jesus to proclaim that the kingdom is near, we too offer the opportunity for those in our midst to know that the kingdom resides with us. And the kingdom on this earth comes nearer and nearer each day. 
with each and every story that is shared and heard, so that the day will come when all people will share equally in the values that this country was founded on and that we celebrate this coming Tuesday. A kingdom, a country, unified and woven together through hospitality and the sharing of the stories of our lives together. Amen. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant, almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours and grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Tom and Mary Clarity, Jeff, Allison, Benjamin, and Jack Clark, and Lou and Bev Clark. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for this nation, the President of the United States, Congress, the courts, and all others in civil authority. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We commend to you your mercy all who have died, especially Barbara Brown Morrison and Mimi Samus, that your will for them may be fulfilled, and we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God Almighty, in whose name the founders of this country won liberty for themselves and for us, and lit the torch of freedom for nations then unborn, grant that we and all the people of this land may have grace to maintain our liberties in righteousness and peace through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your, our Savior, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, I invite anyone who has a birthday or wedding anniversary during the month of July to come forward for a blessing. Birthday? Birthday? <laughs> birthday? Both. Both. Well, why don't you go sit, stand by your wife afterwards so we can do the both of you together, okay? Oh, okay. Janet, birthday? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll come get you. All right. Can't escape it, sorry. The Lord be with you. O oh God, our times are in your hand. Look with favor, we pray, upon your servants as they begin another year. Grant that they may grow in wisdom and grace. Strengthen their trust in your goodness. All the days of their lives, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And wedding anniversary as well, correct? <laughs> okay. O oh God, you have so consecrated the covenant of marriage that in it it is represented the spiritual unity between Christ and his church. Send therefore your blessing upon these your servants that they may so continue to love, honor, and cherish each other in faithfulness and patience, in wisdom and true godliness, that their home may be a haven of blessing and peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And the peace of the Lord be always with you. Congratulations. How many years? A lot. 62. Wow. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary.
You're not going to hit 62, I'm sorry. <laughs> they win. And, she is, and she's 18. 18. On, on Wednesday. And, wow. They've been, yeah. So, Margaret, peace be with you. It's nice to have you. And please be seated again in a couple minutes. So. Again, welcome to everybody. Before I hand the announcements over to Ron, just to note, Claudia and Jerry are celebrating 62 years of marriage. Now, my mother-in-law on her 40th anniversary announced that she'd been married longer than she had been alive, <laughs> meaning more than half her life. I think that might define you guys as well. <laughs> Congratulations. Ron. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm Ron Cowie, the senior warden. And just a couple quick announcements. Um, one, the bishop's visit was really great. We got a lot of really interesting feedback from him and some insight. And we're doing things. We're okay. I mean, that's my takeaway, is that we're, we're doing okay. We're not perfect, but we're, we're doing pretty good. Um, podcast subscriptions. Now, I know some of you don't know what that is, and that's okay. I, what I'm doing over here is every week I record the service, and I upload it to our podcast service. And you can get that on, like, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon. All the, it goes out to all the, um, the, the platforms, if you will. Uh, and you subscribe. And I would like to give a special shout out to the uh, one person in Queensland, Australia, who <laughs> subscribes. We are all over the world, and I think that's really kind of fun. Uh, and just as a selling point for, to encourage you to subscribe, one, you, if you have a hard time hearing it all, like I have him mic'd up and I can hear him perfectly, so the podcast is always going to be a better iteration of the service in terms of audio quality. Uh, also, the, it, this week I have the Bishop's Sermon cut out so you can listen to that specifically, and also Kate Brewster was here on Thursday, and or was it Friday? I, she was here. And she is the CEO of the, um, the Johnny Cake Center, and she gave a really powerful and important lecture. And if you weren't here, you can listen to it on a podcast while you're driving or whatever. What I've also done is I actually share some of these, these services or the sermons and say, to people who don't attend. And it's a, that's evangelism, by the way. Like, you don't have to be like, running around hitting people, you can just say, hey, I thought this was interesting. Uh, and that's all you need to do. It's a great way for us to show people who don't know who we are yet, what we do and how we are in this service. Um, so that's my pitch for the podcast. I'm justifying me sitting back here. Um, the other big announcement is this night, the 19th is gonna be our church supper. It's gonna be a big cookout. Uh, hamburgers, hot dogs. I want to do sausage and peppers and all the side dishes. The 19th, 6 o'clock. And if you're wondering, gee, I want to help, just show up around 5 o'clock. We will put you to work. It's a great, fun opportunity just to get to know each other in a really informal way. Uh, the food's pretty good, too. Um, and we have a lot of laughs. And it's, it's just part of the hospitality that we offer everyone. And all are welcome. And we're not working an angle 
This isn't like, you know, you have to come here and then you got to do something else. It's like, just come eat dinner and you can leave. Uh, but we'd love to get to know you better or just, you know, whatever. Okay, that's enough out of me. Thank you. And just two additional uh, announcements. Funeral services, the memorial service for Mimi Samus will take place on Thursday, the 13th of July. It'll take place at her home. Time has yet to be announced. They're still in flux. That, that should be available through the Avery Storty Funeral Home is my assumption. Also, the service for Barbara Brown Morrison will take place here at 1 p.m. on Friday, July 14th. Calling hours will be at Avery Storty on Thursday the 13th in the evening. As those arrangements get uh, fully ironed out, we will make sure that that information is attached to the e-net so that people have it available to them if they wish to attend. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. 
let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, for you are the source of light and life. You made us in your image and called us to new life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy and gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all, he stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks, he and gave it, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also, that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Eternal God, you have graciously accepted us as living members of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Savior. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Let us join in singing hymn 718. Please stand as you're able.
us go forth in the name of Christ. Thanks be to God.